Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I am your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so honored that you've joined me today and you are going to love uh, the special guest that I have with us today in the studio, and her name is Amy Roloff. Welcome, Ooh, Amy. Thank you for having me, Michelle. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Well, and here we live in the same neck of the woods. How I could I not have a reality celebrity here <laughs> today? I know. It's like, go figure. <laughs> I know. What? In our neck of the woods. So yeah. you all know Amy's name because she's been in one of the longest running TLC yeah. programs called Little People, Big World. Yes, yes. How many I years mean, now? Well, we're just getting ready, I think, to film season 13. Oh. So we think we've probably done over 300 episodes. And it's all been here on, on our farm, you know, in, in the yeah. Portland area here. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people come to Roll Off Farms pumpkins. I just you know, for did. pumpkin season. This so, past yeah. October for the first time, yeah. I'm like, if you guys haven't been there, plan ahead now for the fall because it's a whole day of fun. So if you haven't watched the show, <laughs> tune in at least this upcoming season. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got some new things emerging. Yes, yes we which do. Which some of it's I saw in People magazine about yeah. you're going to be a grandma. I am going to be a grandmother. My first, well... I guess, yeah, first time being a grandmother. What, what am I you talking about? You don't know about? grandson or granddaughter yet, I'm assuming. No, but yeah. no, no, uh, not yet. And it's Zachary and Tori, and I'm just so excited. I don't feel old enough to be a grandma, but I just tell people, well, you know what? I'm going to be one heck of a good grandma. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and how do you know that? Because I love that confidence in you, which we're going to be oh, talking do, yeah. today about your relationship with your dad mm -hmm. and, yeah. and how he's shaped you and... But that was a confident response. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to be a good grandma. Oh, I will be a good grandma. I, <laughs> I love kids. I, I think I did a good job raising my own, considering their half their life has been on television mm -hmm. and things like that. So Unique challenges. Yeah, it is a even unique that. challenge. Yeah. You know, television and raising your kids and... We're all different and... Cameras are rolling and oh, looking yeah. at things that you might not want to have looked at. And then you forget or... they're there. <laughs> and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whole new world. <laughs> yeah, well, for anybody that doesn't know you, which yeah. I can't imagine that's out there. But there are, there them, are a few. Tell them, just let's yeah. just, as a way of introduction, Amy, okay. tell them a little bit about um, you and who you are. Well, I'm Amy Roloff. I live um, out there in the Helvetia area, Roloff Farms. We moved here 26 years ago. Mm. It'll be almost 27 come March. So pretty much half my life has been yeah. in the Northwest. I've got four kids, twin boys, Jeremy and uh, Zachary. Zachary's my little person, dwarf uh, child, and Jeremy's average height. They're both married. Zach and Tori are going to have a baby. I'm going to yeah. be a grandmother. My daughter's getting married this year. Wow. And Jacob, my youngest, is doing great, and he lives in Northern California. But, you know, I, I don't know. I love to cook. I have my charity foundation. We give monies to other organizations that are doing great things with uh -huh. helping kids, you know, overcome their life challenges. Um, I'm doing this crazy show. I love to cook. <laughs> I want a cooking show. I love to travel. I love to camp. I love my friends. And oh, I don't know. You got a full life, girl. Born and raised in Michigan. So I'm a Great Lakes, Midwest, <laughs> Michigan strong girl. Oh, that's so, yeah. awesome. Well, good. Well, that just lets people know a little bit about yeah. you. And I don't know how much you've talked publicly about your relationship with your dad, but because yeah. this is all about dads and daughters, I thought yes. who better to have than yeah. you. And you guys know that every week the model is on your mark, get set, go. So I picture you as dads. Getting ready to run your fathering race this week in a new way. Yeah. And you're lined up side by side, a band of brothers, and I'm your coach cheering you on. That so today sounds good to me. Today it's me and Amy yes, around here yes. cheering you on yeah. as dads yeah. and helping to decode some of the complexities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of life on Venus, which is the planet, planet we live on and yes. you guys are on, on Mars. And so I want to hear a little bit more about your dad today. Okay. So the, the title of today's 
broadcast is, mm-hmm. this is the On Your Mark, Fathering a Daughter with Unique Needs. Yeah. And I want to start, Amy, by si- talking about the little conversation we had here before we were on air. I was originally going to call this Fathering a Daughter with Special Needs. Yeah. But yeah. you said, I don't consider myself to have special needs. Tell no. me about that. You know, I don't. I, I, I never grew up in a family environment, you know, that I was special needs or anything. I just grew up that Amy is Amy and she just happens to be a dwarf, have not have dwarfism. I am a dwarf. This was not in like you can acquire dwarfism or get it later. <laughs> I am a dwarf. But yeah, in, in Michigan, born and raised half my, um, like I said, half my life graduated from college and everything like that yeah. in there. Um, you know, no, it's, I don't consider myself having special needs and you know, this is all I ever known. Yeah. And so yeah. I've learned to adapt. It's just what I do in life. Uh-huh. I go into the store, I go to over to other people's house, I go into a work environment, you know, I do television, I show up on other, you know, shows and everything like that. My mind automatically goes to, okay, how is that, how do I visualize yeah. that place being set up? How do I where's adapt? The stool? Yeah, where's the stool? Uh-huh. Where's this? So when I go into something, I'm a little more prepared or I know how to ask, wow. you know, what my needs are. And so growing up... I think that is probably one of the best things that my father and mother did was they did not adapt the house to me. Really? Because it's not like cups and dishes were on the lower shelf. No, they're where they should be, Uh up on the higher shelf. Because, and I'm not sure why my father and mother Uh did that, but I look at it as what better place to learn how to adapt and learn about me and what I can and cannot do than in your own comfort of your home. Exactly. If everything was catered in my home, when I walk out the front door, it's not going to be catered to me. I've got to figure it out. And where were you in the birth order? I I have two older sisters. Unfortunately, my oldest one passed away in uh, the end of January in 2015. But I had two older sisters and a younger brother, so the third child. Oh, so again, your dad had three daughters. Yes, three daughters. So I think even today, as we talk about unique needs, Mm -hmm. is I want dads out there to also perhaps take what Amy's going to share today and adapt it. If you have a daughter, let's say, mm-hmm. that her unique needs are more mental health. Yeah. You know, maybe she lives with a lot of anxiety and you mm-hmm. never did. And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't get that. Let, yeah. let mom deal with that. Yeah. Or, or what, physical challenges or physical, emotional or whatever. It yeah, may be, mental yeah. health. Whatever the challenges are. Mm-hmm. What I just love that you said, Amy, is my dad didn't treat me any different. No. He, he was right in there yeah. expecting the same things out of mm-hmm. me, which had to have deposited into mm-hmm. you a kind of confidence that I'm not one down. Yeah. I might be small, but I'm a big person, yeah. you yeah. know, hence the name of the show. Yes. So tell me more about like your family. Were you raised in a Christian home? Was mm-hmm. faith part of that? How did um, your dad model faith or Christianity to you? You know, um, I, I definitely put my father up on a pedestal. And I think depending on how your relationship, how a daughter's relationship is with her dad, I think most often girls do put their You're dad right. on a pedestal. And it was really amazing years later that he got knocked down a little bit. Uh. And I appreciated that when I get to know a little bit more about my relation, the, the relationship that my dad and mom had. My dad's on a pedestal, but my mom's like, man, you know, mom, you're so yeah. mean. You're so this and that. Uh-huh. And how that dynamic probably affected them and how the kids react. Yeah. And did um, they open up more to you or you just got older? No, I think I just got older, wiser, and just heard a lot more stuff that on both sides. Yeah, on both sides. 
Which makes sense. You know, you're like yeah. oh, growing up and you're observing and listening. But I was uh, brought up in a Christian home. Uh, uh-huh. I was brought up United Methodist. And to me, that is just what I did. I was in choir. I was in youth group. I was in bell choir. I, I did a lot with the church. Um, and even though I was brought up in a home that helped me to get to know me and adapt and everything, uh-huh. I would not say I had a lot of confidence. It was almost okay. like I had one foot in me being different and the other foot being, okay, I live in an average size world. My whole family's average size. You know, they're all big, tall. But uh, you were my friends a, and everything. aware of that all the time, of course. I was aware of it all the time. And mm-hmm. I did not know how to exactly combine those two things. Just be you, regardless. Who cares whether you're in the average size world? And exactly. you're not necessarily in the little people community because there's not a a lot of little people around. And there sure wasn't even back, what, with no. the 60s, 70s? Yeah, yeah. So I was born was, in the early, early 60s. What yeah. was your relationship with your dad like growing up? Yeah. You know, to me, I, I think it was a strong, it was a very structured, very processed, very... Um, Did your duties and everyone yeah. knew their role? And he, he, my kids always say, Mom, you're lecturing us. No, I'm giving you info. <laughs> and I think that's what my dad did. It's not like he exactly told me what to do. This is what you should do. This is what you need to do. Um, Obviously discipline and, you know, they did do stuff. But um, to me, what I loved about my dad is like, yeah, Amy, people are going to make fun of you when I was in grade school. Yeah, they're going to tease you. Uh However, not everyone's going to do that. You have the choice of who you want to be friends with or who you want to bring into Uh your community and stuff. So it was more of like a reality check all the time with my father. Uh Um, He would give me options or let me see different things where, you know, when you're a little girl, young girl, young woman, you get emotional. You know, we're relational. Oh, they don't like me. I can't handle it. Oh, what am I going to (laughs) do? Okay, let's settle down. (laughs) Let's dissect the information here. Exactly. And I think that's typically what a father does. And to me, that that was a wonderful thing about my dad. But sometimes I wish that he, and it's hard for men to do this. I wish he he was a little more like compassionate, like just came up and just gave Uh me a hug Uh and, you know, just say, you're wonderful, Amy. We're so glad Mm -hmm. you're my daughter or whatever, you know, it it, it may strike them. It's not cheesy. Guys might no, think, yeah. oh, to say you're, I'm, no. you're wonderful. But I love that you gave dads the exact line they could yeah. use. Go try it out, yeah. dads. If it bombs, blame but I, us. But I think they need to do it when yeah. it's not in crisis mode. Good do point. it when it's just a moment. Just yeah. say, you know what? Just hug your daughter and say, you're awesome. Yeah. Go have a great day. And it really does, yeah. I think, because we can both speak from our life on Venus, yeah. is it counters some of the negative messages yes. we're getting out there, yeah. whether we have unique needs or not. We all have unique needs. But I think it bolsters our perception of ourselves because, you know, we're very like, are Absolutely. we pretty enough? Are we, you know, all these other girls, I don't look like them. Of course, I never look like them. And, you know, I always wanted to look like them, but I knew I couldn't look like them. But I, I think because when dads do something like, oh, you're awesome in a chaotic moment yeah. and the daughter's stressed out, that's where I think probably girls and young women think, oh, you're just saying that to make me feel better. Exactly. But when you do it in a moment that yeah. just because, it's like, you know, when you get married. Yeah. Don't just bring me flowers on Valentine's Day. 
Bring me flowers on June 1st. What's June 1st? It's a nothing day. Good point. But it is June 1st. Good point. Just bring me flowers. Or, you know, <laughs> and whatever. And you remember it forever. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. dads might think, oh, that's not really that big of a yeah. gesture. We as girls remember that forever. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we do. Well, if any of yeah, you are just joining us now in the middle yeah. of the... In the middle of the conversation here, I have Amy Roloff in the studio with me today, and I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the dad whisperer, and I'm so excited that she's here today to talk about her relationship mm-hmm. with her dad yeah. growing up, as she did with dwarfism, the only one in her home mm-hmm. that had this, so you were kind of mm-hmm. always kind of looking up. Yes. How did your dad, Amy, get down on your level and invest in relating specifically to you? Wow, that's kind of a tough one. I'm going back years. <laughs> to <laughs> Clean remember. out the cobwebs. You know, I think subtle. My dad's a very subtle person. It's not like he's, act, uh, you know, necessarily direct. And he's still living? He's still at Both uh-huh. my parents are still okay. living. They're living in Michigan. My dad's 88 now. My mom's 84. Okay. And um, so my dad subtle... was very practical. The, he pressed education. He goes, regardless of who you are or what you can do or whatever, education is the one thing that they, they can never take away from you, uh-huh. Amy. And you're, that's a tool that you can use to do whatever you may want to do in your life. Um, he was just, you know, very supportive. You know, like I said, just very practical. I had a childhood illness um, from about fourth grade, third grade, all the way through ninth grade. Oh, wow. And, you know, to me, have that that's such a key developmental area. No kidding. You know, time frame for a, a girl. But the one thing that I loved, even though he may have felt panic, like, Okay, she's sick for a lot of years here, and what like can I do to school help kind her? Of sick? Oh yeah, I I, I did uh, that a little bit. Uh huh. And um, you know, the medication, you know, made me look like you know, I'm a blimp to anorexic because oh, you know that type of medicine uh-huh. and stuff like that. But what I loved about my dad, though he may have not been so loving, I physically, could trust. Yeah, physically, uh-huh. like a hug and yeah. all that stuff. I could trust him. I could count on him. If anything were to happen. I had no doubt that my dad would know what to do or do everything that he could to figure it out to help me. And to me, that's also a comfort. Because as we get older and we look for that particular someone in our life, marriage, of course, we don't want to marry our dad, but we also look to that man figure as, can I count on you? Can I trust you? Are you going to be there? Can we work this out together? But also, are you going to give me a hug just because? Let me cry on your shoulder. Don't fix it because I just need to vent or, you know, those types of things. Oh, I love that. Is there anything, Amy, and this might be a little bit hard question to answer, but when you look back, because we want dads here that may be in a a unique season with their Mm -hmm. daughter's unique Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. of saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out for, like you said, say, say your dad would have backed away from you Mm -hmm. from third grade to ninth going, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't get these, Mm -hmm. mom, you go Mm -hmm. in what you would have missed out on dad's mm-hmm. attention, those mm-hmm. key years. What would you tell dads who are saying, I don't have what it takes to meet her unique needs? Mm-hmm. Were there any places where you say to your dad, I wish you would have known this. This is what you didn't get right. That's a little bit harder um, sometimes. It to is a little admit. bit harder. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I can only imagine, you know, dad, a lot of dads thinking that, that I can't meet those needs. They're too big. But I also think, well, you're looking at the whole onion. Just think of one layer that you can be involved Mm. in. Because though you may not be able to take care of your daughters, all of their needs, if you just take care of one, that one is like exponentially going to do something for her. Good point. Um, So, yeah, she may be emotional or she may be this. 
But is there one thing by spending time getting to know her, yeah. one thing that she really likes that you do once in a while, whether it be an activity that you guys can do together. Yeah. And I'm not talking about coaching because coaching, you're you're with your daughter and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. But individual, individual time, you know, with her, you know, something that she wish she could do, but she doesn't. Okay. If she likes art, take yeah. her to the art museum. Oh, I love or, that. Or, you know, something like Practical. that. Practical. To me, it's like, I could care less whether you like art, but you know, your daughter does. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's something that will help her to deal with all this other stuff that you don't feel capable of doing, yeah. it will speak volumes because she's like, at least my dad cared. Yeah. At least yeah. he thought about something. Totally. At least I can feel like I can go to him, even though he may not understand and feel like I can't handle this. <laughs> exactly. Because we know they're thinking about period with your mom or <laughs> exactly. you know, something like that. But just be aware that yeah. she is on her period or... You know, she's having a difficult time with her girlfriend and, and or she legitimate. has a best friend. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, would you and your friend like to go roller skating or whatever? You know but what? I always find, you know, to tell dads, don't take her to a movie, even though that's good. But if you have limited time with your daughter, have it at where you can talk and communicate and a fun Interactive. Time. Yeah, interactive. Did you and your dad ever have, do you have any memories of you and your dad doing something, just the two of you? You know, the one thing that I loved um, that I remember, and it's just such a small thing, we used to always go, we had Dunkin' Donuts at our place growing that. up. I remember that, yeah. And um, I would always go, just he and I, we would go out to Dunkin' Donuts. I always got a donut, but we would bring buy donuts like that Saturday to have for Sunday morning, you oh. know, Dunkin' Donuts. So right. he and I would, would go and do that. Um, because of family dynamics, I started cooking for the family when I was like 13, 14 uh-huh. years old. And I love to cook to this day because of that. So he and I would go grocery shopping together because oh. his responsibility, <laughs> as I quote my fingers here, um, was to do the grocery shopping. So he and I would go grocery shopping. And uh-huh. I love that because we didn't have that sugary cereal but I always liked Captain Crunch or, or, <laughs> or whatever cereal. And he goes, okay, you can pick out your most favorite cereal. But those were moments that I appreciated. It was something that he need, we needed to do, but it was something because I was asked to you know, yeah. kind of help out with family dinners. I, I have the love of cooking Isn't and gathering people around the table. And we had family dinners every night. And did your dad love your cooking? My dad would tolerate a lot. <laughs> As I experimented <laughs> with recipes and stuff. Key, isn't but, it? You yes. had to learn by making mistakes. Yeah. And, and he would be so, yeah, Amy, it's good. <laughs> and my dad used to tell me later, if it's not moving, I'll eat anything. <laughs> so, Go, Dad. Yeah. So, you know, those are small moments. And I think yeah. that's all it really takes. Yeah. yeah. It's just small moments on maybe a regular basis or often enough yeah. to, uh, to let her know that you're there, you care, you may not be able to fix anything, yeah. but she wants to be able to know that she can lean on you exactly. and, and, and just come to you at any point in time. And I think, you know, a lot of time. I mean, there was one thing I did horribly bad and I just love the response that my dad gave um, because it killed me, the hurt I saw in his eyes. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't know if I should say this, but... Um, a friend of mine, I was spending the night at my friend's house and we, her parents. What was took, this, high school, middle uh, school? About junior school? high. Junior high. Okay. I think junior high. And we went out shopping and everything. Well, we shoplift and I got caught 
And back in those days, you know, it wasn't as drastic as it is now. Yeah. But I, I was grounded for two weeks. But all I could remember my dad saying is if you really wanted something that bad, I would have gotten it for you, Amy. Oh, oh my Amy. heart broke because his tear eyes welled up oh. with tears like, why, why couldn't you come to me? You know, wow. that was something. But he didn't get angry. No. You saw the disappointment. Yes. Did that have more impact than if yes. you would have gotten angry? Yes. Um, and you're right. My dad didn't get angry. I mean, I knew there would be consequences and stuff like that. And But I'm like, okay, whatever. Because the one thing I did not want to ever do, yeah. is, and it put me in check. It's like, right. just like we think about our Heavenly Father, you yeah. know, it's like, I don't want to disappoint God. I, I don't want to disappoint, you know, but I also know I'm a sinner every day. Right. But when I go out every day, I think about, okay, is this something I should be doing? Is this something right? How's my heart? Yeah. You know, and then when that happened, to, you know, to me with my father or what I did and how my father reacted, yeah. I said, I don't want to disappoint my dad Wow. because I think I believe that he would do anything for me. Yeah. And why would I want to just, you yeah. know, blow that up in his face all the time? Yeah. And so wow. it encouraged me to just think about what I'm doing in my world and also how am I... Yeah interacting with other people. Did you guys just catch what Amy said? It's that her dad built a bridge to God as a father. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to disappoint her dad. Mm -hmm. She knew he wasn't going to be punitive, but she didn't want to break his heart. Yeah. And now she thinks that same way with yeah. God as a father. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Yeah. Well, in the few minutes we have left, I just wanted to ask you, you have one daughter, three yes. sons. Yes. And so what has that been like as you've now on the other side of it, yeah. wanted to see, you know, Molly connect with dad and see yeah. him pursue her heart. Mm -hmm. What's that been like on this side of things? You know, I think it's been really fun. I mean, Molly is a great daughter. She's very balanced. She wasn't the drama queen into all the fashion. I mean, the good Lord definitely blessed me with <laughs> Molly. That's all I got to say. But she was also a good da daughter to her father. Mm. You know, she respected him. She, you know, helped him. You know, it's, it's, it's like she saw his needs but he also saw her needs. You, and you mean some of them physical? Yeah. Because so, of dwarfism, sorry. and she's not. Sorry, yeah. She's some taller, of them, yeah. uh, uh, for her father's physical needs, yeah. because Matt's a, has a different kind of dwarfism than I do that is a lot more physically challenging. Uh huh. And um, so, you know, but when you grow up in that environment, to her, it's like, this is dad. Yeah. And this is mom. And so to see that kind of like she's helping him, but yet she should be the daughter, but yet. He, Matt will do anything for her. Uh -huh. She's like the princess of his world. Well, isn't there even on your property a whole princess world he built her? The, the, there is a castle. A castle. And he finished it when she was 16. So I tell people she was never the princess, but the queen, <laughs> you know, of her, of her and she Molly knows, rules. She knows daddy life. did that. The dad oh, did gosh, that. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. 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 Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So, so they have a unique relationship. But again... Matt is, and it might be because of his physical needs, is more of a doer. Here, I'll give you this. Here, I'll give you this. Uh -huh. But a lot of times I would think Matt, as a father, needed to just sit and listen and be there oh. without thinking. Yeah. You, you don't need fireworks, Matt. Just yeah. be there. Just sit, listen, and let her run the show instead of Matt, because that's what he continues to do. He directs everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I think just as we kind of get ready to land the plane yeah. here is 
I've loved hearing today that like one of your unique memories of your dad is mm-hmm. getting Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And him supporting your love of cooking yep. by taking you to the grocery store. Yeah. Now, granted, there's some expense there, investment yeah. of money, but not extravagant. No. What I no. think for us as daughters so often makes mm-hmm. the biggest impact are some of the smallest oh, yeah. things where you as a dad tune into what we're about Absolutely. and our wiring. Yeah. So Amy, I love to always end with one go step because it's mm-hmm. on your mark. That's the title today, mm-hmm. Fathering a Daughter with Unique Needs. Okay. Get set. We just told stories. You gave yeah. lots of ideas. What is one go step between today and a week from now that dads could put into action with their daughters? Wow, that's a quickie one. Um, that's a tough it's one. It's a packed one, yeah. I, 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 I think the biggest thing, because I know what it meant to me, it, if I remember right, but occasionally write a note to mm-hmm. your daughter, you know, like Valentine's. In your handwriting. Yeah, in your handwriting and stuff. Don't make it just on Valentine's Day or their birthday or something, yeah. but just write a note to them and say, you know what? I'm thinking of you today and I want you to have a great day because I love you so much That's or awesome. something like yeah. that. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, a lot, but that to me is another way to express yes. yourself yeah. verbally where you may not want to verbally yeah. talk to her and say those words. Cause you know, guys have sometimes, even fathers have a hard time doing that, Yeah, but you know, occasionally just writing her a note and then, you know, just try and find some one-on-one time. Something, like I said before, it's something that she, she yeah. wants to do. She loves to do. Go buy Simple. makeup. Yeah. Go buy. Go go with her and go, say. Go with her. You know, yeah. you want your favorite lipstick or lip gloss or however old she is. Or Well, the yeah. one thing I, t- I tell you is never tell your daughter that she's pretty with makeup on. Ah, that's beautiful. Make it fun. Oh, I love it. And you guys have heard Amy today roll off with us today. We're out of time. Amy, we yeah. could keep going, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we could. Thank we could. you so much for yeah. coming and sharing your story. Yeah. And dads, you've gotten lots of ideas today. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com. Yeah. Listen to this again. Well, thank you for having Podcast. me on. Well, thanks for yeah. coming. I'll have you again. So right. get out there, dads. Put your love into action because mm-hmm. Amy and I are cheering you on from the stands mm-hmm. and we believe in you. Go yes. dads.